0: For NPR Music, you're connected to all songs considered. I'm Bob Boylan, with music made by Wilco two decades ago, but never heard till now. And Jeff Tweedy's here to tell the tale. This is the original version of the newly remastered "Ashes of American Flags" from "Yankee Hotel Foxtrot." The
1: cash machine is blue and green. On a small service fee. I could spend three dollars and sixty three cents on diet Coca Cola.
0: The story of Wilco's 2001 album, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, a thrilling and challenging album for those not around back in 2001, is this. Wilco's label, Reprise, rejected the album. Wilco then secured the rights and streamed it on their website for free. It was a relatively new and brilliant thing to do all those years ago. In April 2002, Nonsuch Records supported the album by releasing it officially. Now, all these years later, music from those original studio sessions, never heard before, is part of a new collection. The super deluxe version of Yankee Hotel Foxtrot comprises 11 final LPs and one CD, including demos, drafts, instrumentals, and much more. I'm going to play a version of Ashes of American Flags, known as the Stravinsky version. And guess who's going to tell the tale?
2: Hey, this is Jeff Tweedy from Wilco, here to talk about this version of Ashes of American Flags you're about to hear, which includes a song-length Stravinsky sample from a recording of Symphony of Psalms. I think that the original idea for this type of layering came from At the time, I had just discovered the composer Charles Ives and was really intrigued by his experiments with having basically two orchestras play a completely different piece at the same time. And um, the beautiful coincidences and happenstance that, that comes from that kind of cacophony when there are actually two melodic pieces being kind of played against each other. I had no idea of what expertise it would take to make something like that happen on a Wilco record so I found a piece of Stravinsky music that was in the same key as Ashes of American Flags and uh, Asked Jim O'Rourke in the studio, let's just put it over the top of it and see if it works. And we didn't do hardly any moving around of anything. It just sort of communicated exactly what I had hoped it would. It was kind of insane. We ended up not being able to get the clearance for it, so we had to disguise it quite a bit with modular synthesis and subtract it. And there are other places where we couldn't disguise it enough, and that's the version on the official record. But... um this has always been my, probably my favorite version of Ashes.
1: is blue and green for a hundred and twenties and a small city I could spend three dollars Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The ashes mm-hmm. of the American fights and mm-hmm. all the fallen leaves mm-hmm. filling up shopping bags. Mm-hmm.
0: Wilco, from the super deluxe version of Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, out September 30th and contains 82, 82 previously unreleased demos, live performances, radio performances, and a whole lot more. Brian Eno is here to introduce us to his new song, We Let It In. It's his first studio album in six years called Forever and Ever No More. It's out October 14th. It's also the first to feature his voice since 2005's Another Day on Earth. The song I'll play also features the voice of his daughter, Darla. I often reach out to musicians before I play their music on all songs considered to see if they have something they want to say and give us some insight into a song that's likely new to you. This weekend, Brian Eno responded.
3: Hello, everybody. Thank you for inviting me to talk about this song. Now, the problem with talking about songs is that you have to give the impression that you know what they're about. I think most artists don't really know what their work is about. And I know it sounds like a cliche, but the point of doing it is to try to find out where you are, who you are, what you feel. And in this case, I think I know what kinds of feelings were going into that song. What I don't know is why those feelings are important to me, what they represent. However, like most other artists, I guess, I trust my feelings in the sense that I listen to them and I want to know what they mean, why I have them. Uh, What do they tell me? I think that feeling is the beginning of thinking. Feeling is how we get to ask questions about our world. So in this case, I certainly remember my first sense when I heard my daughter's voice, which is the first part of this that was recorded, was a sense of delight and anxiety in the world. A big sun, a beautiful field of golden wheat, a blue sky, and the sun, Possibly a bit threatening, a bit too hot. And that feeling for me was sort of how I'm thinking about the future, I think, as both promise and threat. And perhaps that's where this song comes from. But I really don't know. You'll have to tell me. (laughs) Maybe I'll be able to tell you in a few years' time when I've listened to it a bit more. Okay. thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Enjoy it.
1: Sun, sun, sun,
4: the soul of it is running gay. To the blinding sky yeah. And let it in And let it in
0: Brian Eno, along with his daughter Darla Eno, and a song called We Let It In from his album Forever and Ever No More. It's out October 14th. I was enchanted when I heard the voice of Luke Sital Singh. Luke's a British singer these days, living in Los Angeles. Blind Missiles is the first song I heard from his new album, Dressing Like a Stranger. It's co produced with singer Dan Kroll and produced with Chad Blake. The song deals with the current turbulence of American politics through an outsider's lens.
5: Blind Missiles was quite key to the record in that um, I wrote it with Dan Kroll, who ended up um, helped me, helping me produce the, the album, and that was the song, the kind of gateway to asking Dan to help with it. Yeah, as a song, thematically, it was kind of about just being confused, looking at the world, living in America as a Brit and sort of observing everything that was going on during the pandemic and the politics of America and just the hatred of people that don't think the same as you and just, yeah, just kind of getting a bit disillusioned with that and and ways, you know, just wondering if we'll ever get past that kind of thing and, um, yeah, just not not really knowing how to process that. There we were, Millie, silhouette Shallow faces with no names yet. Grasping on to a single thread. All the worst things ain't happened yet. Still, I worry. I'm so sorry. Still can't help falling head over heels. Keep my distance. Don't get dragged. so far apart in the blink of an eye round and round blind missiles fly
0: Luke Zittal Singh, and the song Blind Missiles is from his just-released album, Dressing Like a Stranger. We'll take a break, and you're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music.
6: This message comes from NPR sponsor Smartwool. Smartwool's new socks, apparel, and accessories use responsibly sourced merino wool to help you do more of what you love outside. No matter how you get out there, Smartwool has everything you need to get after it in all-day comfort. Enjoy 15% off your first purchase when you sign up for Smartwool's mailing list. Shop Smartwool's new arrivals and gear up to play longer. Smartwool. Go far. Feel good.
0: It's All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan. Gene Dawson is a Black artist raised in both Tijuana and San Diego. He's worked with SZA, ASAP Rocky, his album Chaos Now is full of the unexpected, loud guitars, string sounds, wild beats that stop and start. It's somewhat a reflection of his parents' love of rap and rock, but also he's a creative soul, you can tell. When I got to the end of his album, the last song was a surprise. It sounded a bit like an early Bon Iver song, which is out of character for so much of the rest of the record. It was more predictable than all the other songs. The song is called Pirate Radio, and I was curious about the song, and I really liked the song, and I reached out to Gene Dawson, wondering about a song that was an outlier on his new album.
4: I made Pirate Radio to be familiar and assuming. I find the nature of assuming music to be boring and usually vanilla, but very technically involved. Easy to digest to a tongue that isn't used to salt. The acoustic warmth and emotive strings play on the fringe of a maximalist's nightmare. I think music should be unassuming, That's what all my favorites were the best at. This song is the very opposite of my usual nature as an artist, which makes it perfect and makes it make sense. Push my head underwater, see how long it'll hold, wait down Prince the sins, I'm close. I like to think that I'm all in. I like to think that I'm there. I push my head underwater water just to come up for her look, nobody panic why did you fail i always playing defense See how long i hold Keep my eyes on the ceiling Floor I've gold I'm on the fence in the rocking To the side I call I'm on the edge of my coffin With the smile I was drowning, drowning, drowning in the open, no grip on the shore, solid turn water when you hold it, out your fist it pours, pull well, up, nobody can it, why didn't
7: you ban it, hold up, you it a nobody
0: Gene Dawson. And the song is Pirate Radio. His new album, Chaos Now, is out October 7th, with a U.S. tour beginning the second week of October. On the All Songs Considered Best of August show, we featured a cut by Australian artist Julia Jacklin. The album Pre-Pleasure is full of songs worth playing over and over again. And that's just what I've been doing with a song called Movie Goer.
6: I wrote this song in 2021. I guess I was feeling pretty down on my profession. In my passion which is music I spent my 20s thinking that music is very cathartic and I've been told that so many times that I I guess I just assumed it was true and then feeling very much like I'm not sure if that is true <laughs> I mean if it is like why is everybody that I know makes music so miserable and why does this profession end up feeling very isolating even though I think a lot of us go into it in order to find community and would it be better to just like talk to my friends and my family instead of writing songs about how I feel yeah I don't know I was just thinking about the nature of art so much and how important it actually is and who actually gets to make it and I guess the disconnect with being told it's an incredibly important thing whilst also being asked to do so many things for free during the last few years and yeah, I dunno. I was just feeling sad. I was feeling sad about sad about it all. I feel better now though.
8: It opens with a wide shot. The scene is where dry and hot. There's a vintage car outside of a bar. Someone then is smoking with a look all knowing, probably dressed in black connect to the cr Come on, try it on me If you can say it to a stranger You can call your sister later Movie
0: Julia Jacklin from her third LP called Pre-Pleasure and The Song Movie Goer. And speaking of movies, I went to my first film in ages and saw the David Bowie film Moon Age Daydream. And for any Bowie fan, this is a treat to see with performance footage and mostly David talking about his thoughts about art and creativity. Definitely worth a watch. I'm going to take us out on a surprise collaboration. It's between Steady Holiday and Bedouin, and they tackle a catchy and lyrically fun song by the Kinks from their album, The Kinks Are the Preservation Society. The song is called People Take Pictures of Each Other, and here Steady Holiday's Dre Babinski and Bedouin's Azniv Korkijan. I'm Bob Boylan for NPR Music. It's all songs considered.
7: Uh, People Take Pictures of Each Other is a song that I have wanted to cover for a very long time. And Oz, you wanted to be producing more. Yeah, I had access to a studio that was staying empty most of the time. So I told Dre that I wanted to get more people, especially women, in the studio and work together and maybe practice producing. Uh, And Dre suggested bringing in a cover together. Yeah, and it's a song that feels... Well, we've debated a bit about the real meaning of it, but I kind of interpret it as... A slightly cynical song about capturing moments instead of living in them. Yeah, I thought that it could be that or maybe it could be like kind of a sorrow that nostalgia can bring. Jury's still out, but I'm right. Okay. (laughs) I'm right. Bye. She's right. People take pictures of the summer Just in case someone thought they had missed it and to prove that it really existed. Fathers take pictures of the mothers, and the sisters take pictures of brothers just to show that they. Just in case someone thought they had missed it. Just to prove that it really existed. People take pictures of each other, and the moment to last them forever.